we look at $10,000 or $1,000 or more, and we see different things. That's Ramit Sethi. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you tuning in with me today as we have entrepreneur, financial advisor, and New York Times bestselling author, Ramit Sethi, back on the show. And he is here to teach us the importance of discussing money rules with our partners and our potential partners. Here's Ramit Sethi. Enjoy. Now, it's one thing to do this yourself, to come up with your money rules. I've got 10 money rules. You can Google Ramit's money rules. And they're about spending and saving. And one of them is marry the right person which I think is actually one of the most important money rules that you can possibly have. It's one thing to come up with your own money rules. It's another when you bring somebody else into this conversation. How many people here are in a relationship or have been in a relationship where money was a topic of discussion? Quite a few. I've had, um, I've had magical experiences and I've had challenging experiences. And um, I'd like to tell you a little bit about both. My wife is here in the room. We, uh, I remember when we were engaged and we went out to dinner uh, with two couples who were a little older than us. And they asked us where we were planning to go for a honeymoon. And we, we were excited. We were planning to go on a safari, eight or 10 days. And we told them, we've never been and we can't wait. They were excited. Oh my God, that's going to be amazing. And then one of them mentioned, yeah, when we went on our honeymoon, we took six months off and we traveled the world. <laughs> like, what? And then, and then the next couple who are, again, they're a little older than us, but we thought, you know, they're just, they're not that much older. They said, oh yeah, when we took our honeymoon, we went for a year. It was life changing. And we walked out of that restaurant. We look at each other like, did you hear that? <laughs> who are these people? It would have been easy for us to say, that's ridiculous. But together, we've we both love self-development. We both like learned about the tools to use and we continue to learn about the tools to use to have these conversations. We went from this place of, that's ridiculous, to this magical question of, what if we did that? And the first thing our minds do is try to talk us out. Well, we, we got a business. Can we afford it? Da, 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 da. What if, what if we can't do it? And then we just said like, what if we did that? And when you go from a place of, can we do that to how can we do that it becomes magical. So we fast forward a few months. We um, decided to take not a one year honeymoon, but a six week honeymoon. And one of our, one of our money dials is relationships, our joint money dial. And we independently 
came to each other with this idea. We wanted to bring our parents with us to the first part of our honeymoon. So in Italy, we told our parents, just show up at the airport and don't worry about anything else. And we remember taking them to a farmer's market in Rome with a chef and we picked vegetables and we took it to a kitchen and we cooked a five course meal. And it turns out that none of us have ever, the parents had never done a cooking class, never. And we remember sitting there chopping vegetables in Rome and eating this amazing meal. I remember taking my mother-in-law to the Vatican, which was very meaningful to her and she'd never been. She never thought she would go. And when they left and we continued on our honeymoon, we just looked at each other and we didn't have to say a word. We knew we were creating memories right then that we would never forget. So that was our rich life. We also had challenging conversations. When we sat down to talk about how does money work together for us? How are we gonna spend? Like to me, this is so obvious. I have the most beautiful financial systems in the world. It's so flawless, all convenience oriented, it's perfect. I wanted to jump right to the spreadsheet. Look at this model, I'm gonna build this model, the flow is gonna be so crazy. Cell C3, it's so logical. <laughs> that did not work. We, we look at $10,000 or $1,000 or more, and we see different things. I see growth, compound interest, investment, I see opportunities. I see a really nice hotel that's on my list. My wife sees that money and makes her feel safe. I had never thought of the word safe when it came to money, never. Has anyone here thought of the word safe when you think about money? Yeah, look at that, a lot, lot of people. It had never occurred to me. And so we were speaking completely different languages and I wanted to jump right to the spreadsheet but we actually had to go way back for both of us to talk about what did money mean? What were some of the phrases we heard from our parents growing up? And I would be willing to bet a lot of us heard phrases like, we don't talk about money in this family. Money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. Why would you buy that when we can do it at home? These are very common. Until we unwound those phrases that we've carried with us for so long, there was no way that this spreadsheet would ever mean anything to us. And that has taken us a long time, actually continues to happen. Maybe you guys can have me back in five years and I'll tell you what else I learned. But that is where money goes from a pure number in a spreadsheet to actually what's the meaning of it. And that meaning comes from how we grew up, how we spent it, who we surrounded ourselves with. Suddenly that iced tea example made a lot more sense to me. Suddenly, the woman who wrote me, extre extremely frustrated enough to DM me for the first time she ever reached out to me and ask about $3 iced tea. Suddenly, it made a lot more sense. Every single day she wakes up and she sees her financial values being violated. But they've never talked about it. And based on her name, I would be willing to bet I don't know for sure, but I'd be willing to bet that she grew up like I did, probably with immigrant parents. And I'd be willing to bet that the husband who I don't know, probably he looks at this $3 thing, he says, we earn a ton of money. This isn't even a rounding error. Why are we even talking about this? But they're down here discussing $3 questions. 
We've talked about $30,000 questions. And we've even talked about the highest level, values. What is your money dial? How do you view the world through your money lens? And what is your partner's if you have one? These are the kind of questions that I want to leave you with. I want you to think about what your rich life is. I want you to think about what your money dial is, that thing you love spending money on. I want you to think what life would be like if you spent extravagantly on the things you love, and of course you cut costs mercilessly on the things you don't. And I'll leave you with just three things. First, your rich life matters. It really matters. Take it seriously. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't minimize what you love. Intuitively, we all know what we love inside. Don't talk yourself out of it. If anything, make it bigger. Lean into it. You will start there, and that's way more aspirational than how do I cut $5 here and $10 there. The more you develop your rich life and articulate it, and perhaps even boil it down to five or 10 of your own money rules, the more that the people around you might find it surprising, even ridiculous, that's okay. Your rich life is yours. It's nobody else's. The second thing is when you're building your rich life, start from a place of possibility. It would have been so easy for us to walk out of that dinner with those two couples and say, that's ridiculous. Who does that? But we were fortunate enough to have really worked at having these conversations and to say, what if we did that? What if? Imagine you have a magic wand and your rich life is totally yours and maybe your partner's. What does it look like? How often do you travel? What do you wear? What's childcare like? Are you bringing anybody with you? These are the kind of questions that are 30,000, 300,000, $3 million questions and even higher level. And finally, the last thing I wanna leave you with is my personal dream. My dream is that if you're in this room or you're watching, that you, on page one of my book, I put my email address. I want you to read it and email me and tell me what your rich life is. That's my dream. Because I'm, it's my mission to go and stop people from talking about only cutting back and actually to talk more about what their rich life is. Use the tools, invest, grow, negotiate your salary. All that stuff is in there. But what I want to really hear from you on is what is your rich life? Big thanks to Ramit Sethi for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. His Instagram is Ramit. His YouTube is entitled, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And that is also the title of his New York Times bestselling book, which is, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. No guilt, no excuses, no BS, just a six-week program that works. And that is the second edition. And if you'd like to check out the last time we've had him featured on the show, you can go back and look at episode 482. And I have the links to everything I just mentioned. They will all be in the show description below. So you can go and check that out. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have an, an amazing rest of your day. And I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.